Last week, Pam introduced our series on prayer. We're going to be talking about prayer for the next uh, months. I, I, I got a list of what's coming up, and the last three sermons were all the same. TBA, TBA, TBA. So they'll be good. I'm looking forward to those. But, uh, I, I, and I, you know, it's such an important um, it's such an important thing. And this morning, I want to I want to give an overview. So strap your seats, you know, seatbelts on. We're going to move pretty quickly today. And I'm believing uh, a couple of things. The first thing is that after I finish today, that you will understand what prayer's for. You might not understand the depth of it. You might not understand every aspect of it, but you'll understand the basic concept of what it's for. And then what I'm, the other thing I'm hoping is that, that God just drops some things out there for those that are going to be preaching this series. And I'm just, I'm just asking, Lord, just throw some things out so other people can take those and run with them. Is that okay? Because I just don't have time today. The disciples came to Jesus one day and they said, God, Jesus, John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. Would you teach us to pray? And we've got that prayer recorded a couple of places in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11. And, and this is what it said. So if we can throw that, that PowerPoint up. Thanks, Cam. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the starting point. And it goes on. And I'm just kind of taking that this morning. And that's our launching place. So this morning's message is entitled, The ABC of Prayer. And so, as you can get from that title, it's going to be the basics this morning. But I hope you'll see something, even though it's basic, you'll see something profound and be able to grab something that, that you can say, yes, I'm going to make prayer different. Uh, I was saying to, to the guys in the prayer meeting this morning, all of us have heard messages. Anybody that's been a Christian for a while has heard a message on prayer, yeah? And some of us have been to seminars, yeah? And heard all kinds of things. And uh, so I'm believing that God will speak today. Not just knowledge, not just information, but just really impartation. I, you know, we, we spoke about Terry this morning. Terry was a great friend of mine. I've known him for 25 years. And one day he preached a message that I will never forget because it's the only one of his messages that I've ever remembered. But this was it. He said, we have a choice every time we get involved in what God's doing to be impressive or to be effective. To be impressive where it's all about us or to be effective where God comes and does his business. And I, I de determined when I heard that message, and it was years ago, probably 15 years ago, God, I want to be effective, not impressive. So let's go. ABC of Prayer. The first, the first aspect of this is association. So if we can throw that slide up. You, you realise that the first one's going to start with A and the second one's going to start with B and the third one's going to start with C, okay? We can deal with that. And, uh, so th the basis of prayer is about relationship. Jesus said, this is how I want you to pray, our Father in heaven. Our Father it's about relationship. We can see the words there. The association is personal. It's powerful. 
And see, I, I went looking for a word about provision as an adjective. You know, it's personal, it's powerful, it should be provisional. But provisional means something else, like your pea plate. It's temporary, and it's, that, that didn't work. So I just had to throw that up there. It's interesting, I grew up in the Anglican church as a boy. And uh, for years I heard the Anglican ministers would get up and they'd start their prayer and it was always something like, Oh, magnificent, impotent God that dwells alone in unapproachable light. It is good, but it's not what Jesus said to do. You see, all of a sudden, it's put God up there and I stand here. Jesus said, no, that's not where we start. Where we start is our Father in heaven. God who is closer than our breath. Who's inside us, who's around us. Paul says it this way, the God in, in whom we live and move and have our being. The association. Prayer starts with association. We come to God not just because he's powerful. We come to God because he's personal and he cares about us. Amen? And so we can pray knowing, knowing that God's interested and he's actually precipitated the prayer. He started it. The Bible says we, we never even come to him unless he first calls us to himself. So every time we feel an inkling to pray, that inkling might be desperation. You know, who's ever prayed that famous prayer, God help me? Sometimes, sometimes prefaced with, oh God, help me. Like if you don't, you're my last resort. And if you don't help me, I'm going under. So prayer starts with association. Our Father in heaven. It's not a product of, relation, uh, of knowledge. It's a product of relationship. And it's, he's powerful. Our Father. Our Father. But in heaven, holy is your name. Hallowed be your name. The one we come to is not personal enough to care about our every need, but he's powerful enough to do something about it. Amen? You know, we, we, we don't have to come to God in prayer as a, as a lucky dip, as a maybe situation, as God, we're just going to sort of throw this Hail Mary pass or kick this final punt and hope that it all works out. No, no, no. We come knowing that God is good. God is kind. God is faithful. I'll never forget those words. Here, one Thursday night, Luke spoke them prophetically, that God is good, God is kind, God is faithful. And he really is. And then thirdly, prayer pr brings provision. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. Was I getting close to walking on that, Pam? I can be a worry sometimes. Every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father, uh, the Father of lights with whom there is no sh uh, variation or shifting shadow. We petition our Father personal, who is able, powerful, to give us what we need, provision. Amen? We petition our Father, personal, who is able, powerful, to give us what we need, provision. Amen? That's association. We're going to move on. I'm watching the clock. The next, uh, the next scripture I want to throw up the other day Basically, I've got three scriptures that I want to build a, 
a foundation for us in prayer. And the next one's Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Praise be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Read it again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I want to unpack this for us this morning because it's really important that we understand this and we get this. Because if we get this, it will make prayer something that will come alive to us. The first thing we notice about the blessings that he's blessed us with is that they're spiritual blessings. That's important. Now, we live in the here and now. And they're spiritual blessings. What does that teach you? What does that tell you? If I was to say, this lady here speaks in Korean, and we speak in English, there's, there's an immediate understanding that if we want to receive what she's got to tell us, we need a, a, a mediator, a translator, to translate what is Korean into English so we can understand. God says, I've given you spiritual blessings, but we live in the here and now physical world. That, that should give us an understanding. We need a mediator. We need an intermediary who can translate what is spiritual and bring it down into the here and now. And that's going to be really exciting when I get to my last point because I'm going to deal with that. The second thing we notice is that the blessings are in the heavenly realms. The heavenly realms, not the earthly realms. The heavenly realms. If you can imagine... Above us is a line, and this is kind of pictorial and it's not real, okay, but it's just the best way I can describe it. Imagine there is a, a line, a, a what would you call it, not a barrier, but a, a point of differentiation. And where we are is the, is the realm of the earth, the realm of humanity, the realm of flesh and blood, and above the line is the realm where God lives, heaven if you like. The spiritual realm, the spiritual dimension where Christ is now seated with the Father in the heavenly places. And Paul's teaching us that God has placed these heavenly blessings in that realm. So what we need is some way of getting it from that realm to this realm. How do we get the spiritual blessings from there to here? The answer is prayer. Prayer is the way we do that. And so what we're going to see over the next coming weeks is how we can, uh, and we'll bring up the next slide, thanks Cam, how we can get the benefit of, of God, the benefit of the blessings that are in the heavenly realm, the realm of the spirit, how do we bring that benefit down to us so that it becomes a blessing or a breakthrough or some way of building ourselves up. And all of these are components of prayer. You know, uh, a blessing is like some, some divine attribute, something that's been given. You know, we, we say it all the time, don't we? Oh, man. The mail came today and there was a check in there. What a blessing. 
or uh, I was going somewhere and, and I met my friend just at the right time. And, and we, we connected and I'd been wanting to see them and, and we just sort of accidentally ran into each other. What a blessing. Or sometimes we need a, a breakthrough, yeah? We, we, we find ourselves, you know, it, we don't see these things, but who's ever felt in their life like they're walled in? You know, you want to you wanna go forward, but it's like there's this, this thing stopping you from getting where you want to go. And it's like, I need a breakthrough. I need to like smash through that invisible wall so I can become what I need to become. Daniel was like that in Daniel chapter 9 and, and 10. It records this story and, and Daniel's praying. He's, he's read the book of Jeremiah. He's just read the, the writings of Jeremiah and he's realized that it's time for Israel to come out of captivity where they were in Babylon and go back to their own land except for one problem. They were in captivity in Babylon. You know, captivity is not a real good place to try and get something that's rightfully yours. Yeah? You know, so if you're in captivity in some place ruled by a despot, there's no point standing up and saying, hey, despot, give me what's mine. That usually ends up poorly, like dead. So he began to pray. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he fasted and he prayed 21 days. And on the 21st day, he had a vision of an angel came before him and said, Daniel, God heard your prayer the day you started to pray it. But I was hindered by spiritual forces and I couldn't bring the answer. And even the archangel Michael had to come from heaven and engage the prince of Persia on my behalf so that I could get through to where you were, so I could break through. Sometimes prayers like that. We break through and move from one level to another level to another level. And then lastly... Prayer is about being built up, and I'm hoping later in the, in the um, series to speak to you from um, Jude, where it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And I want to I talk about that later on, about how we can build ourselves up. But the second component is this benefit that comes from the association that we have with God. That's, that's what we need. Amen? Look, I've I got to tell you, I've been a Christian now for... Hang on, take the shoes and socks off. One, two, three, four. Um, what's, what's 59 minus 14? It's got to be 45, is that right? Man, that's a long time. Kylie said she, she cried at the prospect of turning 30. I thought about it and I cried at the prospect that I turned 30, but it was just 30 years ago. I, my friend wrote something about inside every, every, young, every old person, there's a young person wondering what the heck happened. And I wrote back on, my, on Facebook and said, yeah, I thought getting old would take longer than this, but um, there you go. But I've, I've noticed in my 45 years of being a Christian that... It was never designed to be done on my own. I'm not smart enough, powerful enough, or good-looking enough to make a difference on my own. I need God. Anybody with me on that? 
I need God. You know, if, if I'm going to make this work for me and then make it work for my family and then, as we'll see in a, in a moment, make it worth for a wider audience, I need God. I need to find some way of getting the Father's blessing and benefit into my life. So how do we access these benefits? How do we go into that heavenly realm, that realm of the spirit, and take what is spiritual and bring it down into the here and now? How do we do that? You ready? You ready to find out? Okay, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. The writer of the Hebrews says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So then, let us approach God's throne with confidence that we might receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Our time of need doesn't necessarily have to be our own personal time. It could just be the need that we have, the need that we're experiencing. We, we are standing with a family uh, right now, our friends who, who have suffered loss, who are, who are grieving. We have a time of need, amen? And so we want to find grace to help. When I was, um, when I was younger, and, and everybody was younger, and um, gaming, computer gaming was right as, at its beginning. Not, not quite, it wasn't the Atari. It was, uh, I played this game called Prince of Persia. Anybody, anybody remember Prince of Persia? Yeah, a few. Scott, how do you know Prince of Persia? You must have stumbled onto some really old computer at some stage, did you? Uh, and so, so in, this, in this game, there's this little guy that, that has to go on this quest to save a princess. And he, uh, the, the author of the game, the guy that created the game, made all these gold discs all through the game, set them all through the game. And every time the guy's power or energy was going low, in other words, every time there was a time of need, uh, it seemed there was one of these gold discs that he could run through and bloop, up his level came again and his power and he could keep going. And, and what I noticed in this, in this game was that wherever there was the nasty goblins that tried to kill you or some jump that you had to make where you're likely to die, it seemed like there was more coins. There was more opportunity. If, if you would allow me, there was more grace had been laid up, had been laid down for that little guy as he was running. And, and to me, it, it spoke so amazingly of God. God has gone before us and he's laid up Everything we need. Second Peter 1 and verse 3 says that he has given us everything we need pertaining to life, living, breathing, everything, and godliness. How we operate in the kingdom. He's, he's given it to us. How has he given it? He's laid it up as grace in the heavenly realms. And so the writer to Hebrews saying, this is how we do it. We approach God's throne of grace that we might find this through confidence. So let's, let's throw up that last, last slide. So what are we confident in? Number one, we're confident in the character of the one we're praying to. Yeah? We're confident that he's good, that he's kind, that he's faithful. 
We're confident that when we come before him, he's not going to turn his back on us. Because the scripture says the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous. His ears are open to the cry, their cry. The face of the Lord is against the evildoer to cut off the memory of him from the earth. But the righteous cry and the Lord hears him and delivers him out of all of his trouble. That's, the one, that's our father in heaven. He's trustworthy. Secondly, we, we are confident in his capability. I don't know if you've ever thought of this or not, but there's, there's nothing you're going to ask God to do that he can't do. Like, it's like, God, sorry, I'd love to help, but that's just like beyond my ability. I, I just can't do that one. There's never going to be a moment when you come to God in prayer and say, God, I have a need that he can't deal with that need or he can't answer that need or deliver you out of that need. You know, Sometimes we don't need him to change the situation. We just need him, us to, need him to get, us out the heck, get us the heck out of there. Yeah? Yeah? We don't, he says, I'm not going to change this. I'm just going to get you out of there. And some of you guys at Durolong, you understand that. God came and he got you out of where you were to some place where he could get you better. Yeah? So we trust God's character. We also trust his capability. But the other thing we trust is our calling, our ability to go into that place. The writer of the Hebrews says, so then let's go before him. With confidence, we can go before him. Another word for that is faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says, Therefore, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember we started early and we talked about blessings being spiritual in the heavenly realms. We can't see them. They're not, they're not physical. They're not tangible in the human sense. But faith takes those things that are spiritual, that are unseen, that are not tangible, that are not part of the here and now, and gives it substance and gives us expectation that it would come. We're confident in our calling and our right to be there. Okay, we're going to finish with one more slide and hopefully a picture if it works. And I want to go back to the start. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, and here's the bit we didn't do before. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what I believe God has called every one of us that names ourselves Christians to do. And, and you know, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. What they didn't realize, he was about to teach them how to change the world. They said, teach us to pray. He said, I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to teach you how you can change your world. You can change your family's world. You can change whoever's world. And this is the secret. God wants to position us in places where his kingdom hasn't come and his will is not being done. You might be there going, God, why have you got me in this place? Nobody loves you here. Oh God, they don't do your will. They hate you. Exactly. Exactly. Because he wants you 
to go and stand in the middle of that place and say, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. See, that's the really cool thing. You don't have to have the answer. I like that because, you know, we're not all that sharp really. Um, But he says, you don't have to know what to pray. You can just say, God, in this place, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Can we throw that slide up? And I'll just, that picture. I'm, I, I really apologise for this because these notes were my notes and they weren't really designed for public sharing. But uh, I wanted to give you this picture so you could understand how all this comes together. When confronted with a here and now need, we can access grace to help by coming before him in prayer. Going into the heavenly realms in prayer, the place where God lives, with confidence, into the realm of the spirit where the blessings are, the throne of grace, Hebrews says. And in that place, we find mercy and grace to help. In other words, while we stand in the place of the here and now need, we lift our eyes and our face to heaven and say, Father, would you let your kingdom come? Would you let your will be done right here in this place? We bring that mercy and grace to help. And Jesus wants us to position ourselves in the midst so we can ask for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. This morning we could think of friends, maybe family, maybe your own life today, where you could deal or do with someone who would be willing to stand in the midst. And if we understand that through Jesus... He's made it possible for us to do it. You know, because sometimes we think, oh man, I could never go and stand before God because, you know, God's holy and I'm not and God's clever and I'm not and God's got this and I haven't. And, you know, the devil's got a whole bunch of those things he'll trot out for you if you want, if you listen to him. He's got like 101 excuses for why you can't go and pray. But Jesus says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's nothing. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter how you look. Doesn't matter what you did in your last moment. The Bible says if you are a child of God, if you're a believer, there's nothing that stops you from going into that place and saying, God, I need you. I love the fact that it says that we might find mercy and grace to help because some of the times I've gone in to pray about something I actually needed mercy first that I didn't get smitten or smoted or whatever that word is that's necessary so this is where we're going over the next few months as we learn how to be world changers amen can we stand we're going to pray oh look at that it's 11 o'clock You can undo your seatbelts now, okay? Father, we thank you for this incredible privilege that you've given us. Number one, you've called us to yourself. You, God, while we were yet sinners, you sent Christ to die for us. While we were far away from us, you came and you brought us near and you made us your children. God, in Ephesians it says you chose us before the foundation of the world to be yours, to be adopted into your family, to be your kids. And so, God, we have association with you. And, Father, that association opens us up 
to all the benefits that you have for us, the blessings, the breakthrough, the building that's required in our lives and the lives of our family. And God, you have given us the confidence in your character, in your capability, and in our calling to come before you in the time of need and to say, Father, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth, here and now, as it is in heaven. And Father, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.